The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo. Today is Monday, August 18th, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo fan favorite urban adult entertainer and versatile sensation, XL. Welcome to the show, XL. Hey, how you doing? Fantastic, man. And yourself? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. That's great to hear. Well, we've uh, certainly been excited about getting the chance to have you on Poppy Chula Radio. You seem to be doing the damn thing, and your fan base keeps on growing, and uh, you keep on uh, being involved in these uh, phenomenally sexually charged scenes that everyone keeps on eating up. So uh, I have a lot of fantastic questions for you that I'm sure will answer a lot of the questions that maybe some of your hardcore fans have about who XL is. Cool, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. It's been a minute. Um, I've been actually trying to get on for uh, quite a bit. So, Well, now you're here, and uh, certainly uh, the, the listeners, I'm sure, are salivating, waiting to hear the answers to some of these questions. So let's hop into the interview, and we're going to start off, as we usually do, by getting some of your stats out of the way, because, you know, the the, the listeners and your fans, they get a chance to see you digitally, you know, that you're on their TV screen or you're on their computers, mobile devices, and whatnot, so they don't necessarily get the, the best representation of what XL looks like in person, so let's get some of those physical stats, and we're going to start off with your height and your weight. Um, I'm actually 5'10". Um, I went to the doctor recently for my annual checkup, and I noticed I kind of shrunk an inch. Right, well, it's kind of weird, but I'm 5'10". Um, and my weight right now it's actually 178 currently. Okay, that's what's it's up. Healthy weight. Yeah. Very cool. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Libra. Okay, cool. Birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, September 30th. Awesome. Happy early birthday. Thank you. You're welcome. What's your ethnicity? Um, my mom is actually Italian and my dad is actually black. Um, when I was growing up, my mom typically didn't like to, uh, discuss or talk about her heritage. She was adopted, so she normally didn't really talk about it at all. Okay, that's interesting. And, um, how old are you? I'm 21. Okay, cool. So, before we get into talking about your time in the industry, I kind of want to get to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from New Orleans. 
Louisiana. Okay. And uh, I actually moved after Hurricane Katrina to Houston, and I sort of grew up in Houston uh, in high school. And then after I graduated high school, I moved to Atlanta. Okay, that's what's up. Cool, cool. Yeah. So, uh, so you know all about the gumbo and the beignets. Yeah, I, love, I fucking love beignets. I actually have beignet mix. Every time I go to New Orleans, I buy a box of beignet mix. That's what's up, yeah. Beignets are ridiculously addictive. I know. So what was life like for you growing up? What were you like uh, as a child, as a teenager, you know, growing into adulthood? Uh, what was XL like uh, growing up? Um, I'm an only child, so I kind of had this weird, uh, isolated childhood, pretty much. Now, I wasn't spoiled. A lot of people like to think that if you're an only child, you're kind of spoiled, but that wasn't really the case. I mean, I had a few things, but I didn't have too many friends, really. I, I sort of had a couple of friends that I hung out with, but I wish I had a brother or po possibly a sister um, because then I became so involved in, like, media, art, um, you know, just, you know, a lot of creative stuff at a young age. And I, I think that helped out, so that's a benefit of it, but it was a little lonely at first. Mm -hmm. For you, was there a moment in your life when you had sort of that realization that you were attracted to men? Yeah, I mean, this is one exception. I did have one friend um, when I was growing up, and we played video games together. I'm a big gamer. I love video games. And we actually messed around a little bit. And I was I was pretty young, and I, I think that was like when I first realized that I liked men or guys in general. Um, you know, it would be kind of like we were finished playing uh, a Dragon Ball Z game. And after that, we kind of just mess around or kiss or just random stuff that you wouldn't think that, you know, boys would do. But we did, and I guess I enjoyed it continuously. So There you go. So you had your prize uh, after winning Dragon Ball yeah. Z. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> awesome. So uh, did you have uh, at that moment in your life where you uh, officially came out to to family? Like, did you have that official coming out moment? And uh, if so, what was that like for you? I did. I didn't have the best coming out story. It was actually in high school. Um, I was dating this guy. He was one of my first boyfriends in high school because I got tired of lying to people because I used to date girls of course, when I was in high school, and it just, it wasn't really what I was into, I just kind of did it to fit in, but eventually, it was my freshman year, I kind of just got tired of it, and I started dating this guy, and um, somebody at school found out who knew my mom, and they basically told my mom, and I kind of was forced to come out at that point, so, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to tell her myself, but I came out literally at 15, uh, telling her that. Oh, okay. Well, that's unfortunate. I think it's sad when uh, people don't get the chance to come out on their own terms in their own time. So it's, it's kind of disappointing when uh, people have to sort of, like, force you out of the closet. Yeah, it's pretty cruel. But, I mean, at least, I, you know, I did it early to where we are more talkative and she's more accepting now than she probably would have been if I had done it a year ago. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad it worked out that way in a way. Well, there you go. Yeah, sometimes a negative can certainly turn into a positive. Yeah.
Very cool. So, uh, let's talk a bit about your foray into adults. How did you get into the gay adult industry? Um, I actually applied online, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> the first thing I did was actually have an X2. I had an X2. Uh, my name was Nice Too Easy. Um, I was pretty big on X2. I made a lot of solo videos, mostly me fucking other people. Um, and I, I was really into recording, editing, and having video footage at a young age. I would do this literally when I was a junior in high school. And I just continued, you know, until now, of course. So, one thing somebody uh, asked me that on XD, they were like, have you ever thought about, you know, doing adult videos? And I was like, no, I kind of don't really want to be out there like that. And I kind of had hesitations at first, but I was technically already doing it. So... Then I just applied online. One of the first places I applied was uh, Thugbait, and um, that was that was the first video I did. And then I transitioned on, and I started working with Tagas and uh, other companies, Black Fun Boys, and so on. And that's pretty much how I got started. How long have you been in the adult industry overall? It's it's been a about a good I want to say three years now, about three years. Okay, and that's including your time on Xtube? Well, if we're including time on Xtube, I would probably say five. Because okay. I started, like, legitly at least five years ago. A lot of my videos are super old, and I still see them um, in random places, and I usually try to remove them, because I don't, that's not the image that I'm going for anymore. So, this idea of doing Porn. I know that you said uh, that uh, people sort of asked you on Xtube, you know, are, are you interested? Should you do it? And you were kind of, um, you know, you, a little hesitant to go, I guess, full bore into the adult industry. But, like, before people started, like, asking you, basically, you know, or, or telling you, you know, you should, you should do this, was porn something that at, at all had crossed your mind? Was it something that you... Was it something that you were like, hmm, you know, maybe one day I should try this? Or or was it always sort of just, you know, making your own stuff and, and doing, you know, just being kind of like an exhibitionist? Was that really like what you, what was getting you off? Or, or was porn at all like maybe a, a small idea in the back of your head that you eventually at some point wanted to dip your feet into? It was it was sort of an idea that um, it was in the back of my head that I eventually wanted to do. Uh, I used to watch a lot of porn, of course, so it is something that I studied quite well, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy now performing, and I knew it's something that I have to agree to. I'm not going to be ashamed of later. Um, I definitely didn't want to do it if I was going to regret it later, so I really thought hard about doing it before I actually jumped into it, so it's a it's a definite decision. In other words, like I'm very excited to perform or excited to unleash my sexuality and be as freaky as possible usually when I make videos. So it's something I did see coming, honestly. Okay, cool. And we'll definitely be talking about how freaky you get in just a little bit. But uh, I want to ask about your porn name because as 
listeners of, of uh, this show and my other show, The Poppy Chulo Show, have learned in these interviews with uh, adult industry performers, a name in the industry is very important. you got to pick the right name. It's got to be catchy. It's got to be something that the fans can associate with you. You know, when they read the name, they got to be like, oh, okay, it's that dude, you know, that verse dude that gets freaky and stuff on, on um, in the scenes. So how did you come up with your porn name? Um, I actually didn't pick it on my own. Actually, I helped uh, with Bernard from Tagus.com. He's one of the people I first worked with. I actually brought my own box of condoms. They were Magnum XLs. So he usually, he just, the name just caught on. Like, he just started calling me XL. And that's pretty much how that started. And I enjoyed it because it was short. It was simple. It was something strong. Um, so I, I agreed to it and I kind of kept it. And it's, it's been working out so far. Well, there you go. Short and simple. Uh, short and simple for a name like XL. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go back in time and let's talk about that first day on an official porn set. What was that like for you? Were you nervous, excited, scared, or because you had basically been filming yourself having sex in, in the past for Xtube, was it maybe not as nerve-wracking as it might have been if uh, you were doing this for the very first time? Yeah, well, it was nervous having somebody else record. Um, I didn't have control anymore over the material. And that's one thing that I think people should know if they do think about entering porn. You can, you can, you can actually control what you put out there. If you record something, it's a solo. A lot of people online and next to do it now. But when somebody else records you, you don't have any control over it anymore. So you have to be very, uh, cautious about, you know, the way you move, you know, the way you look on camera, exactly every meticulous part that you do. So I was a little nervous because I didn't want to come across looking, looking nervous or looking like I didn't know what to do. Um, I did a good job on my first scene. I was, I was nervous, but I did a good job. So ultimately I just, it took me a few more tries to fully get into it. And I actually stopped doing it for eight months because there was a point in time where I didn't think that I had it. And I started, you know, doing it again and I, I became a little bit better at it. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, because I would, I would venture to say that probably the majority of the listeners that are listening right now, they're like, you have it, XL. You have it. But in the beginning, I didn't think that. And you, you wouldn't believe that, but I actually was not, I really did not think that. I was, I was excited to do it. It's something I really wanted to do. But then I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I was a little nervous, a little shy. People said I wasn't vocal enough. You know, and at, yeah, I just had to gain that. And I had to learn that and experience that free time i guess yeah so now you let your freak yeah. freak flag fly yeah you know i'm fully comfortable now so yeah i enjoy it sounds good overall speaking of things that you enjoy overall what do you enjoy most about starring in adult scenes um i think my favorite part is usually when the scene is over and i get to actually talk with the model and establish somewhat of a friendship or associate a relationship or something. I mean, I just like talking to whoever I'm working with because I get to know more about them. And I usually meet a lot of cool people when I do scenes. I haven't really met too many mean people, to be honest. I've usually met a lot of cool people who I enjoy talking to and hanging out with, and we're we're pretty good friends. So I mean, that's usually my favorite part. 
Okay. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. When you are on a porn set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most about being on set? And, uh, of course, you know, in working with uh, your performer or the performers that you're going to be in with the scene. I prefer to work with um, performers that are cool with doing anything. And by anything, I mean they don't have any limitations to what they can do sexually like oh you can't you can't lick my nipple or oh you can't uh, touch my dick and you believe it or not there's some people that you may they can fuck you but you can't touch parts of them they they forbid it because they just don't like it and it, it'll ruin the mood for the scene but i like people who are open to where you can be 100 percent there and tune and sexual with them in order to get the scene as hot as possible and that's usually people i work best with people i don't work best with is people that have limitations like that. And to me, if you have limitations like that, you really shouldn't be important because eventually those are going to be broken down or else the work is going to be limited for you. Usually, that's just the you know, message I get from producers and directors who I meet along the way. So I just prefer to work with people who are open with their sexuality and they aren't so guarded. Even if they're a top, you know, I, I don't have to fuck a top, but we can do pretty much anything to where we both will be pleasured and we both will perform the best in order to make that scene as hot as possible for the viewers. I like that answer. That's a very good answer. Very cool. So let's move into breaking a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Um, it's pretty equal. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's, it's pretty equal. I, I enjoy giving it and I enjoy receiving it pretty equally. I view I, I view sex very passionately. I don't view it as uh like I mean half of porn is like work. The other half for me is I literally love sex. So I really get into it. It's it's not a, a forced thing. Like if I'm sucking dick, I'm like literally sucking dick. Like that's the person that I'm hooking up with and I, I'm enjoying the hell out of it usually. So that's, you know, one part of it. And the other part, if I'm getting hit, I really get into it as well to where I may be vocal with it. You know, I usually may even spit on my deck to make it freakier. It just depends. I just, I get into it. Okay. Now what about rimming? Is rimming a must when you're doing a scene and which do you enjoy the most? Uh, do you enjoy eating ass or do you enjoy being eight more? Um, I enjoy eating ass more, believe it or not. I love eating ass. Uh, back in the day, I used to have flavored lubes and I, that I used to use, and there would be like strawberry and watermelon, and I used to use those. And uh, I, I love eating ass. I really do. More than, I, I guess, having it done for me. Okay. And, uh, of course, sort of like the, the main focus of the scene is the actual hardcore action. So which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? And this is, I'm not asking necessarily which you enjoy most in your personal life. This is more so which do you enjoy most when you're being filmed? Um, I, I enjoy both equally. I'm not going to lie to you again. Um, I really enjoy both equally. When I, when I get fucked, I get into it even more. Because um, originally when I started off in porn, I, I didn't get fucked at first. And a lot of people are in hoopla about that because they're like oh no he's a bottom or he's a verse he's a top i hate i hate the labels i really do 
Um, but at first, I was strictly a top. I did not get fucked. I just was uncomfortable with it because I didn't have a lot of experience getting fucked. But with more practice, I became a lot more comfortable with it, and I enjoy it equally because I have a you know decent sized penis, and I enjoy fucking as well, and I enjoy getting fucked quite equally. It's you know it's just like a equal thing. It's like I can't have one without the other, pretty much. So, quick uh, follow-up question to that. So, since you weren't a, a uh, let's just say, a bottom pro when you started doing scenes, uh, d- did you practice, like, as you were practicing, was that something that you were doing on camera or off camera? Did you, you know, find, uh, I don't know, a buddy, and you were like, you know, teach me how to bottom? <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't, like, in that sort of conversation, but it was, it was on camera. Um, there was one particular scene that was on Tigers that got me more comfortable with bottoming. Um, and I, it was the same person we hooked up after that. And I, they also helped me garner the, uh, you know, will to take dick a little bit more. So, okay. and you were was, like, teach I, me I how to bottom. Yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, I was, I was just comfortable. I just, at the time, you know, in high school, I was mostly, uh, the top in my relationships, I wasn't getting fucked. And even after I graduated high school, I still had not, I wasn't getting fucked. So, you know, it wasn't like I didn't want to, I just, I just wasn't doing it. And, you know, I just, I was very new to it. So it just took a little practice for me to open up to it. Well, there you go. Well, as they say, practice does make perfect. So let's get to the the last part of the scene, which is the scene the the part that a lot of people typically wait for, and that's the pop shot. So in a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? Is there you know do you like spraying it on the ass, on spraying it on someone's face? Is there a preference for you? Um, a lot of people have like you know very weird limitations when they uh, come to, and I'm okay with that because that's that's you know that's a a iffy thing, but I typically like to shoot on people's ass or backs um, if they're freaky enough, their face, as long as it doesn't get in their eyes or anything. And the same applies to me. If if you see my scenes, I love semen. I love cum. So wherever it goes on me, I don't want it to go on the floor or go on the mattress or the sheet or whatever we use. I, it needs to be on me. That's, there you that go. to me is hotter. You know, that's when I used to watch porn, that's, you know, that, that's what got me off. So, that's usually what I enjoy. Okay. Well, you answered my next question. So, so uh, XL enjoys come. Very much. <laughs> we approve. Okay. So, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? We've seen you do all these incredible scenes. I mean, I can just name a bunch myself that's just been phenomenal scenes like Crave, Rio, you know, that, that threesome with Giovanni and Trez that I think everyone was waiting for, then that other threesome that everyone was waiting for with Fat Daddy and Select. But for you, who have been some of your favorite performers to be in scenes with? Um, I say, I always say Crave, number one. Um, Crave is usually just my favorite. Me and Crave are good friends. Uh, we had a lot of chemistry when we actually shot that scene. Um, I wasn't prepared, though. When I first met Crave, I had no idea his dick was that big. Um, so I was surprised. But it was it was good. And I ended up leaving happy. So another favorite recently, though, has been Giovanni. I really love working with Giovanni because he's so cool. 
and he's very passionate as well when he does scenes and I enjoyed it I really did good choices now are there any performers out there that you haven't worked with yet that uh, you are looking forward to working with in the future? Are there any performers out there that are on your must-do list? Um, I really wanted to work with Hot Rod. I hope I get the chance to one day. Um, yeah, I, I would probably see Hot Rod. That would, ironically, be a, that would be a ridiculous flip-flop scene. Yeah, I would, I would love that. And when I started... Uh, doing porn, somebody that I really wanted to work with was actually Trapboy. So, um, I know it's weird, but I, I really did want to. And I still want to, but I, I don't, he doesn't do porn anymore. So, yeah. But it was P. There's somebody else. Um, where, where, I can't think of it. Okay, well, that's that's a good list right there. So hopefully, well, I don't know if Trap Boy, but uh, hopefully Hot Rod hears this and uh, gets inspired and maybe you two end up creating a scorching hot scene. Yeah. Yeah, and Jay, Jay Langford. I'm sorry, Jay Langford. Oh, okay. I, I, think, I, I think he's gorgeous, and I would love to do a scene with him. See, that would be another really good flip-flop scene. Uh, Jay is, yeah. is fantastic. We've uh, featured him on the station before in an interview, and he's he's an awesome person. So I think you two uh, would uh, go great together. So talking about all these performers and these performances that you've done, uh, overall, who has possessed the biggest dick that you've taken on in a scene? And if uh, length and thickness is, is different, if there's someone who has been the longest but maybe not the thickest, and if there's someone that's the thickest but maybe not the longest, you can sort of uh, split them up in that category as well. Um, well, only two that I can name off the hand, and the first one is Crave. Crave, Crave's dick is massive. It's a 12-inch dick. Very thick, very meaty. Um, it's very good. And the second one would be Bam Bam. Bam Bam also has a huge stick. Very, very thick. So it took it took a lot of lube in order to make that happen. But once it's done, it's pretty good. Um, so he's, he's also pretty big. There you go. A lot of lube and a lot of breathing yeah. techniques. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of, uh, of uh, length and girth and all of that uh, it's time for the big money question the question that i'm sure a lot of your fans might be wondering about and it's the the very big question of the interview emphasis on big how much is xl packing i'm i'm about i'm about a 10 i'm a, I'm a 10 sure. here you go xl has uh, mm -hmm. double digits listeners I'm about a ten. I, I don't. I don't measure. I, I used to, but um, yeah, I'm about a ten. Okay, and of course, you know, we mentioned the pop shot, and and that's that's a that's sort of like a, you know one of the the most important parts of the scene. It's it's the part where a lot of the viewers, you know, really get get excited about. And they really want to see you know the pop. So for you, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent and uh, large pop shot? Is there anything that you do as far as your diet, or do you just make sure that you uh, abstain from touching yourself, from having sex? Uh, you know, the day prior to a shoot, like what goes into 
what goes into creating the perfect pop shot for you? For me, um, and I, I, I have two massage techniques that I do with my dick. Uh, one is the average stroke, and I actually massage my penis to where I can net that way. But uh, in order to save that um, cum shot, I usually may not have sex for a good two weeks if I know I have a shoot coming up. In order to shoot a lot, I just won't have sex for two weeks. And I drink a lot of water, um, at least at least probably eight glasses to ten a day. Um, and so I do that shoot and that I really keep it, you know, thick and, you know, plentiful. So, and I avoid salty foods. Um, if I know anybody who's freaky is going to be in the scene with me and they may taste it or they may, you know, it may be anywhere near to where I don't, I don't want it in their mouth. I just avoid salty foods and a lot of water and bananas, bananas, especially bananas are very good too. Okay, cool. Interesting. Listeners, hopefully all of you were taking notes so you can uh, do an Excel size load yourself. So, uh, this is one of my favorite questions that I like to ask performers because it's sort of, uh, it sort of, I don't know, it sort of opens the door into sort of like the, the realness of being on set. What has been one of the funniest things that has ever happened to you while on set? Um, <laughs> that's, that's a hard question. That's a hard question because usually I'm I'm super serious and super focused and like horny when I when I um, perform. So I usually don't end up laughing if if that makes sense. Like I may make a joke or something, but I usually. I, I, I'm usually pretty committed to the scene. Like, I don't, I don't, you're very focused. Nothing's funny. You, you, very focused. Like nothing, nothing majorly funny happens as a joke. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I have like any, any specific thanks for that. I think I felt, okay. I, I actually did. I have one probably. It was pretty recent. Uh, there was like a little bit of lube that spilled and that was on the floor and I did fall and slip on it. Um, one person laughed. It wasn't that funny. But that that was probably it. That was probably the closest that I, I would probably say that's the funniest thing that goes on. Aww. Yeah. Thankfully, you didn't break any important parts because the listeners would have been devastated. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. Yes. <laughs> now, from the funny to the embarrassing, I know that you say that you're super serious on set, so have you at all gotten embarrassed by something on set? Um, not, well, not, not really. I, I would probably say that besides the fall, uh, there's a couple of occasions where I'm extremely hot. If the air isn't on and I'm like really like fucking hard and I'm sweating and you can like see it, there's beads of water running down my face. That's probably the only time I'll probably say I'm embarrassed. So I'll keep wiping my, my, uh, my eyebrows because my eyebrows are very hairy. Mm-hmm. So they usually, yeah, I usually have to keep wiping my face when I'm fucking. And it's it's pretty noticeable sometimes, but sometimes it's not. So I'll probably say that's the only embarrassment that I would usually have. Okay. That's interesting. So 
I want to move into some serious questions just about some of the, the major issues in the adult industry. And I want to start off by asking you uh, about you and your career and if your family and close friends know. Because we talked about family and, and uh, your coming out earlier in the interview. Does your family know at all about your involvement in the gay adult industry? And if so, how do they feel about it? Um, a few people know, um, and ironically, the way they found out, it wasn't, it wasn't in a bad way. It wasn't like they were perusing, uh, my vidster and found it. It was actually an interview on YouTube. So, and they, they actually came to me and they kind of were very respectful about it. And they just made sure that I was good. They said, make sure you're safe. Make sure you're not, you know, dealing with any, uh, shady people, you know, make sure you have your eyes on everything. And that's pretty much it. They weren't as um, hateful as I thought they would be, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? It wasn't like a judgmental type of situation. It was more so... Uh, I, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they judged behind closed doors, but when they came to me with it, they weren't... They didn't blame me. They didn't have, like, any negative things or they didn't curse me out. They're like, you're grown. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're doing. So it wasn't. it wasn't like any any, you know, Bible something going on. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a good that's a good thing. Is there a misconception or myth about porn stars that you would like to dispel? Or even maybe maybe there was something that you uh misconstrued about the industry prior to joining it that uh now that you've been in it, maybe, you know, the that idea has been negated by your own experience. Yeah, well, one thing in particular that I'm really big on is respect um, for everybody in the industry. And I think nowadays that we live in such a social media-based, um, you know, society to where everybody is on the front plate of being judged. No matter who you are, if you have any picture out there, you're constantly being judged, whether you're pretty, ugly, you know, your skin tone, no matter what you are, you're constantly being judged. And I feel like, you know, the industry that I'm in, I, and you wouldn't believe it, but I'm not too I'm not too image focused. I'm not really superficial. I'm not I'm really not into judging other people. I'm actually into accepting other people, and I'm I'm trying to in my own personal life make sure that I do that with literally everybody I meet because it's really important to maintain that respect between people. I feel like a lot of that is actually dead. You know, um, there are, there are a couple comments and a couple people that dislike me for whatever reason, and then they also dislike other porn models for whatever reason, and they say hurtful things and, you know, make up stories. And at the end of the day, it's just not really that important. It's just like we all have our own lives. We're all human. I just feel like people should respect each other a bit better. And working in porn and meeting other models, I don't see the point in us hating each other or shading each other or disliking each other because we all do the same job. We all do, whether we get fucked on camera for money, whether we go to work um, at nine to five. I mean, we all have a certain job that we do and we all have certain skills on how we do those jobs well enough. So, I, yeah, that's just one thing I'm really big on whenever I see that. I'm just really, I don't know, motivated to change that. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely hate seeing that. I really, I really hate judgment in a, in a big way. Interesting. I like that answer. And uh, your answer kind of uh, leads me directly into my next question. In your opinion, is there any competition amongst performers in the gay adult industry? 
I mean, to, that's that's a it's a weird not a weird, but it's like it's your own perception. It's like for me, for me, no, I have my own job that I do well. I'm comfortable and confident with what I do. Um, I make my money because that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about who else is trying to make their money because at the end of the day, it's a job. We're we're trying to get paid. So what somebody else does, if they do it better than me or if they may perform, you know, at a lower standard than me, then that's them. And and there's just certain things that we do as porn models that we just have to work on. One thing is being more vocal. One thing is taking dick. One thing is making sure you have eye contact with, uh, you know, the viewer or the person recording. You know, it's just it's just certain little things that just involve being extra sexual and being on point with whatever position that you're assigned to do. And that's just that just comes with the job. You know, even even like your weight sometimes. Like you gotta be a certain weight, in my opinion, you have to be a certain weight in order to work with certain studios. You can't be ultra skinny and you and you can't be ultra big. I mean that's just that's just a standard. It's you know, it's not a a, a bad one, it's just an honest standard. That's just what goes on. So I don't really view it as competition i just view it as me working and i do what i have to do in order to make the scene good so i get paid so that's you know that's how i view it another great answer awesome man so this question is kind of uh i don't know if we want to call it controversial but a lot of people seem to have issue with this and i want to get your opinion on it what's your take on gay for pay performers in the gay adult industry i know that you kind of lightly maybe referenced that a little bit in one of your earlier answers and talking about how maybe some guys don't necessarily want you to do this that or the other to them so what's your opinion and have you run into many performers that at least label themselves as gay for pay i've i've ran into like a, just really a couple and that's like two or three um, and honestly, they've been cool people. I, I could not tell they were gay for pay, which is why I kind of don't understand it. Cause it's kind of like, if they have a personal preference with how they have sex and their personal lives and they go about it, that's cool. But on camera, I mean, you're going to be gay that day and you're going to perform. So it's not like it matters to me. I mean, it matters to other people because maybe they may fantasize about you later and they may want to hate you or they may possibly you know, hit you up for sex, and this, the fantasy is gone after that, but in a, in a large aspect, that that's what porn is, it, it really is a fantasy, so for for me, at least, I'm gay. I, I can't speak for other people, if they're gay or not, or bi, I don't, I don't really know, but usually, if we're having sex, and we're enjoying it, I guess, I guess you could classify it as gay. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know. How to answer that one? I mean, I don't, I don't have any animosity towards anybody who's gay for pay. I just don't understand that true uh, line to it. I guess, like, if I mean, if they go home and they have a gay relationship and they don't say anything about it, it's like, are you know, are they DL or are they gay? I don't. It, to me, I just, I, I, I don't have the, you know, time to just label them. I guess like that. I just, I just don't. So, but it could be. Also, it could be an image thing that builds their pride in order to, you know, maintain maintain something for them. So that's that's probably one guess I would say. 
another great answer. And uh, sort of uh, our final question in this serious set. Uh, what's your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? It's it's the most watched right now. It's, it's the most popular. It's hot. I watch bareback porn a lot. Um, it's, you know, it's hot. I don't, I don't, I don't currently partake in bareback porn. I, you know, when I started my ex tube, I actually did quite a few of that with a, a few close people that I was with. And I didn't enjoy the responses I was getting from that. It wasn't the correct message that I wanted to send out. So I completely ended that mm -hmm. um, period in my life. So you, right now you won't see me doing any raw scenes. I, that's just not where I want to be. I don't, I don't, I, pr I don't want to do raw scenes currently. I just don't have a need to do it. It's just not something that I want to promote. Um, you know, I just, I don't appreciate the judgment that goes into it. No disrespect to people that do raw scenes. Eventually, if I'm more comfortable, I may transition towards that. But currently, I'm just not into doing it at the moment. Okay. But it is, it is, mm -hmm. it is the hottest the hottest thing out right now. That's usually what majority of people watch is bareback scenes. Cream pies, nutting in the ass, nutting on the ass. You know, that's, it's, it's hot. I mean, that's, you know, it's natural. It's, it's, it's the way that most people would like to have sex, but although we cannot have sex that way, if, you know, for certain reasons. So it just depends. Yeah. But for me, but for me, I just don't. Mm -hmm. that, and that's understandable, and and uh, I completely respect that. But do you at all think that because gay, um, I'm sorry, because bareback porn is so popular in the gay adult industry, that that's going to sway your mindset and have you eventually doing it? Like, what what do you think about that? Do you think its popularity will all you know, change your mind, or is that something that you don't necessarily see yourself getting involved with in the near future because of your feelings toward it? Now, I've done one airbag scene when I first started. It wasn't with a major company, though, and it's not promoted at all. It, I don't think it can be found. It, it was um, a long time ago. It was like when I, it was a scene I did after Thug Bait and Taggots. It was like one of my first scenes. And that was actually a bad experience, and I, I didn't really care for it. Um, it was with it was an interracial scene, and it was done here in Atlanta. And I just, it's not something that I'm just comfortable doing anymore. Like, I, I just, I prefer to do condom scenes. And I mean popular by it's the most watched. It's not popular for me in the fact that I want to do it so bad. It's just that that's usually the porn that I watch, you know. So... That's that's what I mean by like popular. I mean that I mean by that's usually the porn that I kind of watch. I watch raw porn. I may not partake in it, but I, I do watch it. So that's what's up. So let's get out of this serious set of question and let's talk a bit more about you. We've seen your scenes. We know what you look like. We've seen the physique. So my question for you is: How often do you work out? Oh, let's see. See, that's a great question. It's really, it's really hard, especially for me because I'm a busy guy. I try at least three times a week, at minimum. I try, and it's super hard to stick to that because there's traffic and shit. But, but you love I things really that are super try. hard. You, yeah, I do, but <laughs> but it's it's hard. At least I, I really do try to at least stick to at least three times a week, and I eat a lot. I'm I'm not. My diet is. 
I eat healthy stuff. I try not to eat fast food. Um, if I eat a lot of something, it's something that I'm going to cook at home. I'll, I'll inhale a cheesecake that I make at home, but I won't inhale three cheeseburgers from a fast food place. Okay. You know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, Cause so, you can, you control yeah. what's in your food and don't tell me that Excel yeah. knows how to throw it down in the kitchen. I do actually. I'm from New Orleans. I mean, I, I was raised in cooking. I mean, I, I love to cook. I don't know how to cook anything really. Sounds so, good. I'm really big on, I'm really big on food. Very cool. Lazy les bon roulé. <laughs> Fantastic. To shave or not to shave? That is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there. Well, I don't go completely bald. Uh, if I'm like, if it's summer, like it is now, I may do it for like temperature reasons. But usually, I keep I keep a little patch, a little patch down there. Right now, it's, it's a little it's a little patch right here. It's not overly hairy, but it's a little patch because I can get overly hairy. I really can, but I usually maintain everything with trimmers and my razor mm-hmm. and um and balls. Balls is a hair removal cream that I get from Amazon. It's very very good. It's made specifically for gay men. It's not like Nair. It doesn't stink. It doesn't burn. You have like a little glove that you use to get the hair off. It's very very good for my ass. I put it on my ass all the time, and it's great for it. And it comes with like a little moisturizer cream that I put on. It's fucking great. Love it. Tattoos. You have a couple of tattoos. Can you share with the listeners mm-hmm. what your tattoos are of, and uh, are there any more in the horizon? Because I know that, uh, at least from my understanding from friends that have tattoos, once you get one, you're already planning the next one. So uh, fill us in on XL and tattoos. Well, my first tattoo was my um, my name in Arabic. I'm really... Uh, influenced by diversity in a lot of cultures. I'm really, really, really big on uh, mind-opening experiences. I One thing I just, just like, and this is like what tattoos mean to me, or my tattoos, when I was growing up, I was sort of enclosed in a box of, you got to be like everybody else, and I fucking hated it. So to me, it's not rebellion. It's just I like learning about different things. I like eating different foods. I like listening to different types of music. I don't like to do the normal things. I don't like to be typical. So for me, um, one of the cultures I was inspired by was Hindi, Arabic, any any sort of Indian culture, uh, and I adapted to that. So that was my first tattoo that I got. I actually got that with my dad. Um, we got a tattoo together. And my second one is actually my quality tattoo because I'm very, very big on activism of any kind. I, as, you, as you know, I just hate judgment. So I just prefer for literally everything and everyone to be equal, at least to my standard. I don't, I don't, I know some people don't do that, but that's what I prefer. I don't, I just don't see the point in having a superiority complex against people or people having that against me. So that's another one of my tattoos. I have an equal sign on my arm. It's my, my left arm. Cool. And any plans for any more? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big nerd. I want a Disney tattoo. I was going to get one recently when I went, but it didn't work out. What character? I don't know what I wanted. It, it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be like a character per se. It was going to be like Mickey hands in the shape of a heart with probably some uh, Disney font letters in the middle. It wouldn't be a character. It would, it would be like a symbol hands, a wand, wizard hat, 
something something along the lines of that, but it would be Mickey related, but you wouldn't see Mickey Mouse in it. It would just be gloves for that simple standard of art, animation, magic, something similar to that, but it wouldn't be your specific character. Okay, I like that idea. Sounds cool. I guess maybe one day in the near future we'll see that on you in one of your scenes. Yeah, I think it'll look nice. And I, it, it might go on my back. It might go on my upper back. I drew it, but I just haven't. I haven't went through with it. Okay, interesting. Now, uh, romance while working in this adult industry. Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in porn? What's your opinion no. on that? Uh, is it no. easier to date people that are not in the industry while you're in the industry, or is it easier to date people that are in the industry? What's What's your take on romance while working in porn? Believe it or not, I was when I first started, I was actually in a relationship for two years, and I did not. It's not something I told people about. It's not something I bragged about. I kept that very private for me because that's just me I, I don't like to um brag about my relationships with other people and then the people who are my fans or they dislike me they hound that person like who are you i just i don't i keep that very very separate um so that's that's one thing currently right now i'm single and it's not hard to be in a relationship it's just it's hard to hook up it's hard to have regular sex like if i was to get on jack or i was to get on a for a it would be hard because people think my page is like a catfish page all the time. Um, people are constantly either complimenting me too much or they think I'm this weird uh, uh, egocentric porn star that's a dick and they don't want to have sex with me. Or it's just, it's a bunch of mess. So hooking up is hard, but having a relationship and going on dates isn't that hard. For me, at least it isn't because I can, I can easily do that, but... Cooking up is just hard. I, I just can't do that online. And that's probably why I bust some, like, so much nut during a shoot, because I never get to have sex in that in-between time. Because it's just so hard to hook up for me. And, and at least in my experience, I just I don't go out that much, so that's usually why. It, it's pretty hard. You love the word hard. We should have made that the drinking game for this, this, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are hard... Okay, you've, you've mentioned uh, jerking off and, and masturbating and that kind of stuff. And uh, I have to read this tweet because this, this is like a classic tweet now that everyone seems to love that you tweeted uh, earlier this summer. Love yourself, masturbation included. I pleasured myself three times today. No shame. So my question for you is, well, I was going to ask you, do you still masturbate? But obviously the, the answer is yes. So uh, what's, uh, like, what do you do when you masturbate? You pull up porn? Do you watch your own scenes when you masturbate? Do you go back and like into your Rolodex of scenes in your brain and, uh, you know, use that for inspiration? Like what goes into XL pleasuring himself? Yeah, I masturbate like 30, 35 uh, no, I'd probably say an hour, an hour ago, really. Um, I don't masturbate every day. It just depends on my mood. In the morning is the worst time. Um, because I really got to bust a nut in the morning. But usually, I may pull up porn on my phone, um, or look at a few pictures on Tumblr, and I can usually get a nut off that, usually. 
And it's, I don't have a preference. It's like any, any race, as long as it's hot, as long as it has come in it, uh, you know, I'm pretty good. I love like orgy scenes. I guess that's my favorite. Any, anything of the orgy and a lot of cum and gang bangs, I, I'll bust a nut to in like 30 seconds, usually. So those are like my favorite. Okay, cool. Now, as far as your own scenes, do you watch your own scenes? Not necessarily talking about you pleasuring yourself, but do you, do you go back and watch your own scenes and critique yourself, or do you try to stay away from watching your scenes? Um, if I notice there's like, if there's any negative comments on something, sometimes those comments may be beneficial for me because I get to see what I did wrong. Um, and I use it as like constructive criticism. So I may look at a video that isn't getting the best response or somebody said something odd about it, then I may look at myself like, oh, I could have done that better or I could have did this or something like that. And that actually helps me out, believe it or not. Like that shit really does help. So it's a, it's a half-half thing. Like I hate judgment, but at the same time, some in moderation or some that's meaningful and not just uh, complete trash or lies, it actually helps me perform better because I'm able to use that and correct it. And it can be a small thing. It can be super, super small. Like like my overgrown toenails, like I don't have that. I'm just using that as like an example. It can just be that. Um, if I was sweating too much, if I wasn't like like looking somewhere to where it looked like I was into it. Just any any small thing that people notice, they may pick up on that and it can come across different on, on film. And I'm really big on changing that to where people don't notice it. Okay. So listeners, watch out for XL's overgrown toenails. I don't have... I have really good feet. No, uh, I know. I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? Probably, um... Probably about 14... 14 or 15. Okay. Straight scene, gay scene? It was, it was a straight scene. It, I think it was... I remember the name and everything. I used to have the DVD. It was called... Who were the uh, porn the stars? Bang. Wait, what was it called? Ron Jeremy. The Big Bang. Okay. It's very vintage, but it was hilarious. And I, and I loved it. I used to jack out to it all the time. It was... Um, Ron Jeremy was in it. And a couple of other people I don't remember... And um, there's a huge orgy scene in there with, like, two girls and, like, probably 50 guys. I kid you not, it was a warehouse full of guys. And I love that scene. Ron Jeremy had a scene where he was, like, a, like a pizza guy. It was, it was funny, and his dick is huge. Um, I, just, I like, you know, funny, like, almost satire type of porn sometimes because I feel like it had, like, a bit of style to it, and I was able to get off on it and laugh at the same time and i enjoy that like i guess with older porn you know more so than you can do now because it's that's not really it's not really out there like that now well you can do it they just don't want to do it but uh producers out there yeah. that are tuning in make excel the pizza guy let his fantasy come true yeah maybe i don't know Maybe, maybe. maybe I, w I would like it. I would like to. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe in your own productions, which we may be talking about in a couple of questions, you might be able to be the pizza guy. But uh, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about that in, in just a couple of questions. So can you tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know? 
quirky. Something mm. unique, something uh, that might surprise some of your hardcore fans. Um, I guess one thing is, um, I consider myself an artist. I guess I've I've been doing art for years. Um, I sculpt, I paint, I do mixed media uh, presentations sometimes, and I still do it, just not as much. It just it just depends and. I think that's a good answer, and uh, hopefully Poppy Chula can get a, a sculpture before you become famous in the art world. I have, I have a couple, too, here in my house. I, I've, I've never sold any of my artwork. My dad was strictly against it. He was like, nah, I keep it. I was like, okay. So, um, <laughs> I didn't sell any. Very interesting. Describe yourself yeah. in ten words or less. Um, I'll probably say fun-loving, carefree, um, a little food, and music. Done. And, and love and sex. And if there's a actual sentence to where I could say that, you know, well, I would, but I think it would be more than ten words. But it's, it's you know, it's a hard one. Another hard one. Magic exactly. Word of the Day, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, another hard one. So, yes. yeah, it's, it's it's a mixture of diversity, food, fun, sex, pleasure, any any sort Come. of pleasure that is, you know, it, I love all of that. Fantastic. Now, besides masturbating, what do you do to unwind and relax? Usually, I may hang out with a friend, and we actually may get a bottle of wine or champagne I uh, watch a movie, um, and video games. I play video games nonstop um, when I'm not working. What are your faves? Um, right now, I, I'm very new to Assassin's Creed, but I have all of them. I bought a trio collection from GameStop, and I just bought three, and I got to play Black Flag. And then there's Unity coming out for the Xbox One and the PS4 that I got to play. So right now, that's what I'm doing. I'm really big on Assassin's Creed. And any fighting game, I can annihilate anybody in. Um, a lot of my friends, they, they disagree with that. I have one friend in particular who's a big gamer as well, and he gets super mad if I beat him. He's like fucking insane mad. It's, it's kind of funny, even it's kind of not. But um, yeah, Dead or Alive is like my favorite. I, like I always win in Dead or Alive, and nobody can beat me. Um, Soul Calibur Five, I'm all right in. Yeah, any fighting game, really. Marvel vs. Capcom. I love uh, fighting games in general. Okay, cool. Cool. Before we start sort of getting into the wrapping up questions, I do want to ask you one more sexual-ish question. And this question is more so directed uh, to XL the man versus XL the performer. What's your mm -hmm. favorite sexual position? Which which is your favorite sexual position? And if um, if it differs as a top and a, and as a bottom, you can sort of uh, go into that. But overall, what's your favorite sexual position? Um, anything with my legs open. It can be on my back, on my legs open, um, on my stomach, on my legs open. I don't really have a favorite one. Like I view a lot of things that I do and just sex in general that I have as a moment. 
So whatever I do, I'm into that moment. I Sometimes I may not remember, hey, I was a missionary or, hey, I was in doggy style when I did this. I just enjoy it. So I really don't have like a set favorite. I guess a favorite in film would be um, for, you know, XL, me, would probably be doggy style. And my ass has to be like, like you know, arch extremely high on a good day when I do my squats. That usually happens. Um, and a lot of lube, a lot, of, a lot of oil usually, and uh, constant fucking for for me. That's probably my favorite, giving and receiving. I love, I love doggy style. I love like fucking dudes doggy style, and I love being in doggy style. Usually when other people fuck me, so I, I would probably say if I had to pick, that would be it. Okay, cool. So let's jump into uh, some questions that are related to your favorites. Uh, as if we haven't been talking about that already, but I want to veer away from like the adult stuff. So, what are your five most favorite television shows? And these, um, you know, some people are like, "Well, what do you mean? Do you mean all-time favorites? Do you mean current favorites?" That's totally up to you to decide. So, just overall, what are some of what are I should say? What are five of your most favorite television shows? Well, number one probably would be Dexter. I got into Dexter last year. Loved it ever since. Um, old favorite is the Save Out of Bell. I have the whole collection. I think Save Out of Bell is hilarious. Original class, um, right? Not the new class. I don't even know what the new generation is. Well, that's I good. That's, that. that's the right answer. Do you yeah. also do you and approve of the college years? On a good day, if you bored at the house and you and you watch and you watch the college years. Uh, for like 30 minutes that's cool but i wouldn't buy it okay it's, good it's on amazon and i have not bought it i don't want it not gonna lie it's not that great the wedding i will buy but i'm not buying the college years yeah i like the the hawaiian vacation as well yeah um a third would be boy meets world a lot of people don't get into boy meets world but let me tell you Love when i was growing world. up Boy Meets World is a fucking good-ass show. Hell they yeah. That episode where serious. Corey and Topanga do that video about sex, hilarious. Yes, yes. And the and, theme and, park, and, and the roller coaster one. Yeah, it's a standard for, yeah. like, kids and for me growing up, and that's that's how you introduce serious topics into media in a positive way. That shit is dead now. Mm-hmm. That is when, not uh, when uh, Corey and Sean uh, dressed as women... Yes, they had they had like three drag episodes. They had one when they got into college. They had like one in high school. That they yeah, did. but no, they had the they, serious one where they where they found out how not to act, uh, how how not to treat women. That one was a good one. Oh yeah, they were when they were in the club. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, but I have the whole uh, series. I have the whole season and the whole series. So I love that show. A fourth right now will probably be Orange Is New Black. Um, it's just funny, um, and, I, and I'm mad because I fucking finished season two, and I don't know what the fuck happened. So I kind of want to see more immediately because it just ended it ended too abruptly for me. I'm not with that, so I probably say that's like up there right now. I'm being a favorite. You have one more, and I was thinking, and fuck, it's hard. And I would have said True Blood, because I'm also a big True Blood fan, until last year, they fucked it up, 
and I just I haven't been into it, and I've been collecting them too, and I just I haven't been into it. Like this new season is just shit. I just I I really can't. I really can't with it. It's just so bad. Um, but I would probably say True Blood because I, I I really enjoy the second season of it, and that's my favorite season. Yeah, I love season two. The past yeah. two seasons have been crap for me. The whole Bill billeth thing i didn't care for the first four episodes of this season sucked and i feel like now that it's closer to the end it's gotten a little bit better but it still isn't that fantastic so i completely understand where you're coming from so moving into the next question who are four of your all-time favorite music artists Ooh, fun favorite question um Number one, uh, and I, do you mind if I explain like why, like a little bit? But of course, uh, like why they are. Okay, mm -hmm. so first one would probably be Khalees. A lot of people wouldn't expect that, um, but I love Khalees because I grew up on Khalees, and Khalees is fucking original. I hate um, you so much was, right now. Yeah, I was listening to Khalees during her Kaleidoscope years, her Wonderland years, until Tasty. Khalees is here, Flesh Tone, and now Food. I I'm a strict very very big Khalees stan um so i fucking love Khalees and everything she does and she's beautiful still and she's still doing her own thing even though she's like indie now so everything Khalees does I, I i approve of everything she does um another one is actually bjork bjork is kind of like the same way a lot of people wouldn't expect that either i fucking love bjork um and bjork can act she was in a movie called dancing in the dark I cry every time I see it. It's a very good film. If anybody's like a, a film person, I think they'll enjoy that movie. Um, and her music represents a good balance of light and dark. That's the only artist I know that can scream and be angelic and demonic at the same time. Um, a third one, just for commercial reasons, um, I like Gaga. Right now, uh, I have a lot, a lot of paintings of Gaga in my house. I just I love Gaga for what she does as far as bringing that Grace Jones uh, inspiration to the present. Because a lot of people don't do that shit anymore. They don't. They don't. You're supposed to borrow from the past and make it relevant now. And a lot of people just hate her for it. But that's what you're supposed to do when you're an artist. A lot of people don't know that. It's it's an Andy Warhol reference. You're supposed to do that. But I like Gaga for that reason because she she makes it fun and refreshing and it's different and it's not common. Um, another one. You said five, right? One more, four. One more, four. Okay. No, uh, you, you get one more, okay. four total. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it make it a good one. I'm trying to make it a good one. Right now, I probably say. Uh, Lana Del Rey, probably, because I'm right now, currently, she's my current favorite. And I've I've had her on repeat for a minute because her music is very uh, honest to me, and it's something that you could probably listen to high, drunk, and really, really get into it. But on a regular day, probably no. But it you got to really feel something in order to like to listen to it and get it. So she's currently been on rotation for the past month with her new album. Good choices. Next question. What are three of your most favorite films? Um, 
Number one, and this is just as a kid, uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill really inspired me. Um, Great choice. In so many, in so many ways, it's like that was my number one favorite film ever. Another one is uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the 1973 version, not the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, not to be confused. Yeah, that's uh, a good that's choice. Also, also my favorite film. The soundtrack for it was amazing i have it on my phone i like i'm super happy when i listen to it and i hear it and it makes me hungry every time i see it um and lastly probably singing in the rain it's an old film with debbie reynolds and gene kelly uh it's an old hollywood film mm-hmm. uh it's super super fucking colorful and as a, as a film major i love old, i love old movies but it's super colorful like it's the most probably colorful film I've ever seen. Like, it gets really crazy at the end. Like, there's just too many colors at once that happen. Everybody has on a different color. They have on so many dresses and fabrics, and there's so many lights. I just, I love that film. It's so good. If anybody has a chance to see it, it's still good in 2014, as it was in uh, 1957, whenever it was made. It's really good. So, those are my top three. Good choices. Lots of classics in the mix right there. Lots of mov- and a lot of movies that a lot of people don't necessarily watch anymore, which is kind of sad. I love classic movies as well. Moving on to uh, this next question. Uh, what are two foods you can't live without? Ooh, um, I know, it's yeah. a hard question. Uh, mangoes. On a good day, mangoes is, I tell you, those are fucking hard to come by. And not the actual fruit, a good one. An orange mango is the best kind. Um, you don't get to pick the color, of course, but it's like, I usually get them at Walmart. I used to get them at the farmer's market, but they're kind of shit at the farmer's market. I usually get the best mangoes at Walmart, and I usually keep them until they're about to expire because they taste better for some reason. They have like this alcohol weird very pungent fruity flavor and mm-hmm. it's very jamaican like i love it and that's probably my favorite fruit ever i, I can't go without eating mangoes nice i have and like seven mango trees in my yard love love mangoes and another one will probably be a meal that i make all the time it's uh ratatouille with ducks um, it's my favorite meal that i make all the time with couscous what you doing like oat cuisine it's just a signature thing that I do. It's a feel-good meal. It's like vegetarian. Well, minus the duck. Well, yeah, but it's, it's not. A, it's not vegetarian, know. listeners. <laughs> if, if, if you're if you're veg, if you're vegetarian and you're my friend, I fix that for you without the duck. I eat there the duck, you go. Have now it's vegetarian. But basically, yes. yeah, that that's my probably favorite food that I can't live without. Nice. That's what's up, listeners. Get ready for a plate of uh, duck ratatouille. After this broadcast ends, uh, XL will be hand-delivering it to all of the listeners right now. Not really. That's, that's, a, hard dis- that's a hard dis- to make. I doubt it. <laughs> that's a hard thing to make. It takes me at least probably two hours to do all of that. Good that's a hard thing to do. And uh, what is one of your guilty pleasures? Um... Uh, it's probably a little explicit, but probably I would say uh, jacking off in public places. I really get Kinky. off on that sometimes. 
So you've yeah, got a little really bit do. of an exhibitionist streak. Yeah, I do. What's the most public place you've done it? The gym? Like where? Usually, usually like the shower sometimes. Like with the door open or with the curtain open? Yeah, usually. You know, the curtain's usually open. Okay. I just like I really get I really get off on that. Um, another place. Um, this is like uh, probably two years ago was, and it, if I used to hook up two years ago and people were freaky enough, we would just go typically outside and like like have sex. We wouldn't like lay down or anything. It would just be like outside in the backyard. Um, I would probably bring like a blanket and we would just like have sex out there. And it would be just really relaxing and fun. And I just, I loved it. Okay, that's interesting. Have you ever been caught either having sex or jerking off in public? Not by anybody who's security or anybody who's gonna, you know, give me a ticket for a spanking <laughs> for being caught. Uh, no. No, I'm pretty good. I'm like, I'm like a ninja. I'm like, I'm, I have very good ears. I hear stuff. Um... I, I'm, I usually, I've never been caught, and I, I don't want to jinx it and hopefully get caught now, but I've never, never been caught. Okay. In the, in the, yeah, in the good years that I've been an exhibitionist. Interesting, interesting. So, for you, is it more sexually exciting, the thrill of potentially getting caught, or is it more sexually exciting, the thrill of someone, you know, like watching you and approving of it and maybe wanting to join in like what sort of gets you off in this type it's, of situation it's, it's both of those it's the balls that it takes for somebody to be like hey you know you're not supposed to do that but hey i kind of like it so i'm gonna i'm gonna do it and it's the part of possibly getting caught to where you're you're running around kind of like frantic and fast with it as well and I, I enjoy both of those equally. I mean, I know some people may look down upon that, but I don't I don't care. I mean, it's it's fun, it's freaky to me, and that's usually what gets me off. I mean, some people look down on uh, cum and random other normal sexual positions, but uh, open sex is just like fun to me. I just enjoy it. Yeah, it's free. It's like a, it's, it's like a very it's a Greek thing. It's like a very Grecian, just open like sexual experience that I just really enjoy. I get a rush from it. Okay. So I asked you if you've ever been caught and you said no by someone of authority that uh, you would have gotten in trouble doing it. But have you ever been caught by someone who ended up joining in on whatever it was that you're doing? Oh, yeah, several times. Several times. There you go. So listeners, use your imagination. Moving into talking about some stuff that's coming up and current projects that you're involved in, let's talk a bit about an official Excel website uh, and productions. Uh, a little birdie told me that you're starting to work on that kind of stuff and it may happen in the very near future. So can you give the listeners at all any details on what that would be as well as how it may differ from some of the content that's currently out there by, uh, you know, being released by other studios? Uh. Yeah, I'm currently working on my own um, site. It's nothing too big. I'm not hyping it up. It's still at a very medium, low budget. 
It's uh, XL Adventures. I have like a lot of promotional work done for it already. A couple of scenes have been shot. I have a couple of models that uh, work with me as well. Um, very cool guys. Um, it's one thing I'll say. It's mostly a teamwork effort. I can't do anything by myself, and I don't think anyone can. You need a good team behind you um, and good people in order to guide you and give you advice in order to help you create something of substance. You can't do something alone. And that's something I learned when doing my XTube account because I was strictly by myself, me recording, editing, basically exploiting people. And I don't want to do that. That's something I don't want to do anymore. I'd rather, if you want to do porn, or you're interested in doing adult work and you're freaky, then that's what I enjoy. And we can work together and make something of substance and possibly be paid for it. And those are typically the people that I'm working with now. Um, so I'm usually doing photo shoots with them. I may have a couple scenes set up with them that I'm doing as well. And it's going to be different from other sites in the aspect of it's not so, uh, it, it won't be as uh, scripted or framed like it's strictly porn. Like they, there may be, other stuff that goes on. Like, I, w I want to have the pizza guy idea go on. I want to have the idea of multiple locations. Like, you're, you're like literally somebody picking somebody up, fucking them still, and bringing, bringing them to a different location without cutting the scene. I, I want to do stuff like that. Um, you know, just weird ideas, different ideas, unique ideas that I think of that I normally don't see that would be fun for me to do and somewhat affordable at the same time and the models that I usually work with they're good models but they may not get a lot of work or they may be in the mode where they have to compete with other people in order to get work and I don't I don't like that mode I like to where you know if, if people like to perform and they have that sexual aspect and sexual mind like I do why not bring that together and collaborate on it and we make something that's fun that's freaky and people enjoy it that's basically what I want to do so I'm working on that now. Um, there's no official release date, but if I did have to create one, it would probably be in the fall. I pushed it back because I still wanted to have a few more models join. So I want to say at least by October, October or November, I want to say just the fall in general. Okay, cool. So you can definitely say coming soon, but I'm bumped. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, something else that you're involved in is something called Models United. Can you please tell our listeners a bit about that? Yeah, Models United is also um, a supplementary material thing I'm doing. is with my site. It's it, it it all revolves around me believing, you know, in the equality system again of how I don't want to be in the mode of being in a competitive adult industry. I don't want to, you know, have to be better than somebody else or I think I'm better than somebody else or, oh, you know, I'm getting this work and you're not getting anything. I don't, I don't like that. I, I hate the disjointed bullshit that goes on sometimes. I just like for everybody to be, you know, aware that we all do the same job. You know, we don't have to hate each other. We don't have to shade each other. You know, we're all in the same job together. So I wanted to get a select few models together um, and just work on coming together for a cause and for a good opportunity to where our viewers see that we're not, you know, doing scenes and having Twitter beef or having Instagram beef or hating each other and doing interviews and shading each other. That shit is pointless. 
That's very childish to me. So that's not something I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of, hey, I'm cool with this person. We're friends. We collaborated. You know, we came together to do a calendar. Something like that. That's what I would rather do. I don't want to go to a club and then like, oh, did you see, oh, the so-and-so's here? Why? I mean, I don't, you know, I just, I don't get the drama that's associated with that. I just don't. And I, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of something bigger. I like that. I hope that that uh, ends up working out and turns into something big because that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's the plan. Yeah. Sounds good. What's next for Excel? What's going to be released soon that uh, the listeners should be on the lookout for? Or are there any upcoming appearances that they should know? There may be an upcoming appearance around Labor Day. Um, I can't say too much about it because it's exclusive. Um, same thing with my scenes. I can only say the studios that they're going to be released from. I'd rather not say the models because it's supposed to be exclusive and a surprise. Um, so I don't want to give too much away. But I do have some really hot scenes coming up, and I'm working for a new studio as well, uh, coming up as well. Um, so it's three scenes in total that should be out in the next two months, possibly, whenever they get released. But okay. they're good. Sounds good. Now, you mentioned that you can't mention the model, which I completely understand, but uh, you said that you could mention the studio. So what's the studio? The studio is Dogtown USA. Okay, cool. Well, and you've already had I, several iconic scenes with them. Yeah, this, this next one is going to be really good. I guarantee it. Not bragging, but it's going to be really good. I think people are going to be surprised by it. Um, it was my most uh, strenuous scene. I did a lot of work in it. Yeah, my body was sore, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you were walking um, funny afterwards. Not like that. It was just acrobatic. Oh, okay. It was a lot of Cirque du Soleil type of fucking. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Certainly something to look forward to. So listeners, uh, they're waiting with bated breath right now. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web? Uh, Give us social networking sites, uh, Twitter or Facebook, uh, Tumblr, any of that kind of stuff. Give them all the goodies. I'm currently on Twitter. Um, It's Adventures. Um, at twitter.com and it's a big picture of me with my um, my signature face my, my little model face that I do and my ass it's, it, it should be cut off though my, I think my butt is like cut off to be like sort of PG-13 rated but it says XL so that's usually one way people notice it and I have an Instagram but I'm currently not using it as much I need to use it a bit more but I'm not currently using it as much as I should be because I wanted to uh, gain a few more followers, and I just wanted to spruce that up a little bit. I don't have the best. It's very new. When you when you create something new, you gotta you know make sure the right people see it first, if you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. that yeah, that's one thing. And um, I don't have a Tumblr page. I have a personal Tumblr page that I use, but it's nothing that's advertised for porn. Um, and my email, of course. Usually a lot of fans and anybody who wants to reach me, they can reach me at xladventures at yahoo.com. Uh, typically, I get a lot of emails and I usually respond to each one of them. So I'm pretty easy to reach. Sounds good. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Yeah, I, I just, I really want to say thank you. And I really enjoy the opportunity of being 
you know, XL, the entertainer for everybody. And I want to continue to do it as long as possible, if I can. It's It's been a fun journey for me. I take it seriously. Uh, the good and bad experiences, both, both of those experiences motivate me to, you know, have different ideas on things, be freakier with it, have more confidence in myself, you know, despite what some people may say. So it's it's really fun at the end of the day for me. Like that's the main reason I do it. It's it's really enjoyable. And I would I did not expect to get all the attention or get as many fans and supporters that I would when I started. So I'm really thankful for that. Fantastic, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for getting the chance to interview you. I mean, you really are one of uh, the performers in the gay adult industry that's uh, on everyone's lips right now. Everyone seems to love everything that you're doing. And it's, I mean, the praise, I believe, is well-deserved. I mean, you are creating such phenomenal scenes, and I know that the listeners and your fans and supporters certainly can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'm excited too, but I can guarantee it'll be fun and it'll be something that's true to who I am. It won't be anything forced. Fantastic. Well, XL, certainly want to thank you once again so much for the interview. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychuloradio. With that, XL and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night.